Freedom is something that I'm sure we all desire in many aspects across our lives, and there are multiple ways of viewing freedom. Freedom can be defined simply by the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. We love the idea of being free and not being held captive by something and not being forced to go down a path that we ultimately don't want to go. For us as hunters and outdoorsmen, we love the freedom that hunting and the pursuit of animals brings us. Unfortunately, many people in our society have lost touch with the reality of where their food comes from, but those of us that hunt and prioritize the freedom that we gain through the hunt, there is freedom to be found in our pursuits. Welcome to the Rice Kill Eat Podcast. This is part two of the three-part series where I will dissect the slogan of the show, God, Freedom, in the Great Outdoors. My name is Tyler Pruitt. Sit back and enjoy the show. Thank you guys for returning for another week of the Rise Fleet Podcast. I am certainly glad that you guys are joining me today. My name is Tyler Pruitt and I am the host and I'm the founder of this show. The Rise Killate Podcast, it, it's a show that is intended for people that love God, freedom, and the great outdoors. And consequently, that is exactly what I will be talking about today on this episode. But before I get to that, I want to welcome you guys to check out the Rise Killate Podcast on our social media outlets. Connect with me there, give a like, give a follow, whatever it is you that you want to do, and it would certainly be greatly appreciated. On Instagram, you can find me at, at RiceKillEat. On Facebook, the page name is RiceKillEat, but if you just prefer to search it using the URL address, the URL address is facebook.com slash rkeafield. So that's R-K-E as in RiceKillEat, and then of course, a field, R-K-E-A-Field. Also, I am on Twitter under the handle at RKEAfield, so you guys can connect with me there also. So those of you guys that listened in last week, the last week's episode, I understand that this one is a little bit later in the week than what normally they are. Usually I like to have these episodes in by, I don't know, the early to mid part of the week. This one's going to be posted a little bit later, but those of you guys that did listen in last week, you know that this particular episode is... The second episode in our three-part series where I'm going to break down the meaning behind the slogan of the show and, frankly, why I chose God, Freedom, and the Great Outdoors to ultimately be the slogan for the show. In that episode, I broke down why God is placed first in the slogan and gave a little bit of my story for why God is essential in my life and essential for this show. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, please go back and listen to it because this episode today is going to directly build off of that episode. All right, so last week, of course, talked about God. This week, going to talk about freedom. And then those guys that are sharp, those guys that are picking up on what I'm doing here, next week, I'll be talking about the great outdoors. So like I mentioned, this is the second part of the God, Freedom, and the Great Outdoors series. And thank you guys for joining me. Go ahead and click that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any of the future episodes of the Rise Kill Eat podcast. Now, as I mentioned, this episode is actually being posted later in the week and a lot of that is because i was doing an interview episode with a really awesome guy and i don't want to give too much away yet so make sure you click that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on the future episode but i was doing a great interview episode with a guy who's going to be on the rice Kill podcast as this series is concluding so this one is posted a little bit later in the week but that's all right we'll make it work now all that 
was intro for what I really want to talk about today. So let's go ahead and get into what freedom is and what freedom means for me and what freedom really means for this show. So like I mentioned earlier, in freedom can be defined by the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved by something. All right, so this, of course, is just one definition, but it's one that I think really encapsulates all other definitions in a way. Now, there are actually a few different ways I'm going to approach this this word freedom, sake of being a staple in the meaning and the mission of this show. But I'm going to approach this from a spiritual perspective, a hunting perspective, and then a patriotic perspective. Okay, so they, these are three areas where I'm going to explore this word freedom on today's episode and really just share what it means for me personally and what it means for this show. So first up, let's get into the spiritual meaning. So spiritually is first up at bat. There are countless people, and I'm sure just about all of us at some point have experienced this, that experience a sense of uneasiness and restlessness deep in our soul. Like it's, it's real deep in there. It, I mean, it could be all kinds of things. This could be caused by anxiety, stress, worry, fear, I don't know, uh, regret from things that we've done, seen, thought, looked at, whatever it may be. But spiritually speaking, many people are enslaved to these things and they, they've been held captive for, for much of their lives because of it. It may be so bad for some people that they even, that they may not even realize that they are enslaved by these things because they've never really experienced that freedom. They, they don't even know what freedom tastes like. So they've never, they don't even recognize the fact that they're actually enslaved by some of these things. But in reality, our spiritual health and our spiritual state of mind leaks out into how we think. And of course, that's going to affect how we act. But of course, you know, speaking from a spiritual perspective, we are offered a solution to these things. We are given a solution to our sins. Now, the word sin is often associated with a lot of I don't know, misconceptions, I think. Um, we hear the word thrown around a lot. Uh, people hear the word sin and they automatically think that it's talking about like the big sins, you know, things like murder, stealing, lying, the big stuff. But actually sin is just any kind of act that is that is going to defy the standards that God has for us and has for our lives. Okay, now we are all, we all, there's no, literally no way for us to be able to hold these standards which is why we need some sort of solution to our sins. There's there's no way that we are able to physically live out the standards that God has given us. Some of these sins, I mean, they could be greed, they could be anxiety, selfishness. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And these are not things that God wants us to be associated with because he has a better plan for us than to live in suffering and worry about the things around us. God does not like sin, obviously, but he does love the sinner. And that is also why he sent Jesus, which is God in flesh, to us to get rid of our sins for us. But ultimately, our freedom from sin comes from Jesus' death and his resurrection. All right, so let's go do a little bit of a, of a Bible study here. So way back in the, in the Garden of Eden, that's way back in Genesis, the very first couple chapters. And at the beginning of our existence, we were presented with a problem that we could not fix. So of course, God had these the standard for us, had, had the standard for Adam and Eve. They did not live up to that standard, and therefore sin entered the picture. Okay, and it, and it presented us an issue. It presented us a problem that we were not able to make right. Okay, so naturally, people want to fix things that aren't working. If a system or a business is crumbling and no longer efficient, it's wise to try to fix it 
before everything else collapses. You know, right now it looks like the whole world's going to collapse on, on us right now. So naturally we have the instinct to want to, to build it. So we are presented with a problem, the sin, and we naturally want to fix it. But the interesting thing about sin is that we on our own don't have a solution to the problem. And there is nothing, like I said before, that we can do in order to make us right with God. So apart from Jesus, there's nothing that we can do to make us right with God. We can't just tell ourselves or others, for that matter, to stop sinning because it's just it just won't work. And even if we try, eventually we will give in to our nature and defy God's standards for our lives once again. But there is good news, I promise, in all this. Okay, all this sounds like it's all bad news, but there is some good news in this. So we cannot fix this problem of sin on our own, but only through our faith in Jesus. And if you don't believe me, then let's look at what the Bible says about it. Okay, so Romans chapter 3 says that we are justified to God through our faith in Christ. So here, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it for you. So Romans 3, verses 23 and 24. It says, For all have sinned. Okay, already talked about that. All have sinned. They've all fallen short of the glory of God. We cannot hold up to these standards that God has given us. So I'll, I'll continue on here. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the solution to this issue and tells us right here. Okay, so back in Genesis, we're presented with an issue, this thing that is going to enslave us, this thing that we are now no longer free from. Okay, and we have a solution right here in these two verses. We are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. We are made right with God despite our sins and our shortcomings because of our faith in Jesus. This is not something that we can earn. We can't work towards it. But instead, it's something that, that must occur in our heart. Okay, We kind of have to perform quote-unquote heart surgery and replace our selfish heart, our sinful heart, with one that is going to strive to live freely in our faith with Jesus. We can live without the weight and the burden of these things that we have done because Jesus has wiped them clean from our slate. We have a clean slate here as long as we have surrendered our hearts over to Jesus. Now, I know that sounds crazy. I know, you know, saying these things out loud and listening to them, they sound crazy that that's all that it takes in order for us to experience, you know, spiritual freedom and eternal salvation. But it's true. And it's really what it comes down to. So the next time you sit down and study the Bible, go ahead and take a look at Romans chapter 6. So Romans chapter 6, a lot of these verses are about freedom and a lot of these, uh, lot of, basically a lot of the book of Romans is about freedom and justification, all that kind of thing. So next time you look at it, go ahead and look at Romans chapter 6, especially in the sense of discovering our spiritual freedom that we have in Jesus. So the general theme that Paul writes in Romans 6 is how we're made right with God. He uses terminology like justified and made righteous, but he is essentially speaking of how we were once slaves to sin and are only justified through Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. He says that in order to experience this freedom from sin, we have to die to ourselves. Now that's a, that's a weird phrase, right? especially if you're somebody who doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, read the Bible much or whatever your scenario may be. That's a weird kind of phrase to die to ourselves. Okay. But basically what that means is that that's, like I mentioned before, the, the whole surrendering to God. You know, we are taking what we want, our sinful 
our selfish nature and our selfish desires and putting those aside so that we can pursue what God wants for us. That's what, that's what Paul is basically saying here with die to yourselves. So we have to die to ourselves, meaning that our own sinful natures, we have to put those aside and pursue what God wants. So I just want to read a couple more verses for you here to kind of help point right to this freedom from sin that, that we have in Jesus. All right, so Romans 6, verse 9. Romans 6, verse 9. So we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Boom. Okay, we just celebrated Easter just a couple weeks ago, and that's that's what we're celebrating at Easter. We are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. So the thing that ultimately has control over all of us, death. Okay, we're all going to experience a physical death, this thing that we all are going to experience okay, is a result of our sin, just like what I mentioned back in back in Genesis. So whenever Eve ate the apple and Adam just kind of cowardly sat back and just kind of let everything happen, sin entered into the world. And as a result, the death entered into the world. So the wages of sin are death. So we have one, okay, our solution here, Jesus. He's the only one who has ever defied death. And it's all throughout the New Testament, but Romans 6, 9 connects that freedom from sin to resurrection in Jesus. So I'll, I'll go ahead and read that again. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, okay, he was resurrected, he cannot die again. So death no longer has mastery. So of course, something having mastery over something that is the opposite of what freedom is. So death no longer has mastery over him. Of course, mastery is referring to something in this case, something that has control over something else. So that's the opposite of freedom. This same thing that Paul is writing about Jesus is true for us believers that put our faith and hope in Jesus. Death has no control over us and sin does not control us because we have been made right. We've been reconciled to God through his son, Jesus. Sure, our physical bodies are eventually die one day, hopefully a very long time from now, but one day... I'm going to die. And as tragic and sad as that may sound, our spiritual bodies is what's going to live eternally. Okay, so one more verse, and then I promise I'll move on to our second point here. So this is from the same chapter. So it's Romans 6, but it's going to be a few verses down. So this is verse 18. So you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. So that's it. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. We are free from sin and death and are now slaves or workers. So the Bible uses the word slaves a lot, but that was just kind of how everything kind of translated over to English from the Hebrew and Aramaic and all that kind of thing. But the word slave here, you kind of think of it like a worker, like an employee. Okay, so we are free from this sin and death. We are no longer slaves, no longer workers for sin and death, but we are now slaves or workers to righteousness. So righteousness is, of course, referring to our justification to God through Jesus. This is what we work for now. We're not working for death anymore. We're not working for our sinful desires. We are not working for anything that defies God, but the freedom, but we are working for the freedom of justification in God. One of my favorite lines from a recent Corey Asbury song, I think I've mentioned it on here before, says that you never wanted perfect, you just wanted my heart. Okay, and that is so true because we can't, just like I said a minute ago, we can't live up to the standards that God has given us. We can't be perfect. Okay, we should pursue, of course, continue to pursue it because it's still going to 
It's still going to allow us to have a healthier spiritual life. But ultimately, we just have to surrender our hearts, surrender our life over to God and his plans for us and put our faith and our hope in Jesus. And that basically sums it up. But we can't make ourselves right with God through our own actions. But this freedom can only be accomplished through faith in Jesus. So that is basically what freedom looks like for me and freedom looks like for this show from a spiritual perspective. Okay, so like I mentioned before, I've got two other points I need to make here. So next up, I promise these next two will probably be a little bit shorter than that first one is. But next is a thankfulness and a gratefulness of living in the United States. So experiencing freedom as an American citizen where we can experience certain freedoms that many others around the world, they just simply don't get to experience. Now, don't misunderstand me. I am by no means talking down on anybody else's country, and I think they, there are many great countries and nations out there in this world. But I'm just saying, as, a, as an American, I am grateful for the opportunity to live in America. And a little side note here, last I checked, which is kind of actually kind of cool, this show is getting listeners, as far as demographics go, we're getting listeners from all across the world. So I've, we've had listeners from places like Canada, uh, England and even South Africa, which I think is really cool. So it's pretty crazy that, you know, I record these podcasts literally sitting in my, in my bedroom, which I, is what I'm doing right now at my home in Kentucky. And it's reaching literally across the globe. All right. So that was just a little side note that I just want to throw in there. But anyway, I am appreciative of the men and the women, you know, all current, past, and future that have sacrificed so much in order for us American citizens to experience American freedom and to have the opportunity to live in this great country. I don't want to get too political because that's just not who I am. And regardless of what's going on in the world of politics, I still know that there are American citizens out there that think the way I do and are appreciative of the opportunities to be an American where we can practice our religions. We can speak out against things that you know we disagree with, or we can support things that we do agree with. We have those freedoms. We have the the right to own a firearm or multiple firearms, thank goodness, and to use them to protect ourselves and our loved ones. These things are all what make me proud to be an American. And again, you know, there's every every country has a history. I mean, every country, every nation has a history. Some good, some bad. A lot of good, and a lot of bad. Okay, but those founding principles, those Principles of the American spirit is what makes me proud to be an American. And also from a hunting and wildlife conservation standpoint and a wildlife conservation perspective, I'm thankful to live in a country where we have prioritized and we have and we value hunting and the outdoors enough to put taxpayer dollars towards it and utilize both private and federal agencies in order to preserve the wild and the wildlife in our country. So public lands cared for by the American people are unique and is just a truly awesome resource that many in the in our world do not get to experience in their countries. And it's only made possible by those who believe in the American wild and the freedom that it offers. So America, just like any other country, has its own history, like I said before, but it also has a future. And it is important that those of us that do love our freedoms continue to speak out and exercise our rights and freedoms. This basically sums up why I am proud to be an American and be an American citizen. Again, it's, it has nothing to do with politics, thank goodness. But it's more of the, the men and the women that enjoy pursuing their freedoms as well. So that is my second point for why freedom 
is an important part of the Rise Elite podcast. And third, my third and final point for this, and for the, the reason why the word freedom is included in the slogan of the show is because of the freedom that we get to experience in the great outdoors. So the act of hunting itself is, it's only possible because of freedom. I mean, literally going out and pursuing something is an act of freedom. You're exercising your freedom in doing so. For a brief moment in time, our obligation is only to pursue an animal. We experience freedom in the pursuit and we get to experience a true sense of freedom in knowing where our meat comes from. That's really what I want to focus on on this third point here. So this is especially true for us hunters and that is only amplified in the killing of the animal and the harvesting of the meat. And then of course the processing, breaking down of edible portions, planning out the meals that you're going to want to utilize this meat for and the cooking and the preparation of the meal. And of course, finally actually eating and consuming the meal that you freely pursued and worked diligently to put on the table. And the sense of freedom that we have as hunters to know exactly where our food comes from, how it's handled and how it was prepared is unprecedented. There is nothing else like it, quite frankly. And it's, it's truly an incredible sense of freedom that we get to have in knowing where our food comes from. And if you don't know how to process your own meat, if you don't know how to cook your own meals, if using wild game or anything else for that matter, I want to challenge you to try to learn. Okay, so don't don't pawn off that processing process off on someone else if you are physically capable of doing it yourself. I want to challenge you to try to learn how to process a deer and how to break it down because there's a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction that you get once you have completed this process and you can't experience it by having someone else do it. So reach out to somebody that you know and have them teach you. If you don't know, you may have to swallow some ego and be like, man, can you show me how to do this? And if you need some help or if you need um, somebody to show you or somebody to point you in the right direction, reach out to me. I mean, I don't know how to do everything. There is some stuff that I can offer some advice on, some stuff that I can offer some pointers on. Just reach out to me. Send me a message on social media. Send me an email, risekilleatpodcast at gmail.com. And if I don't know it, like I said, then I will send you resources or I will get you in touch with somebody who does. I've got a lot of cool friends who know how to do a lot of cool stuff. A lot of them are interested in helping new hunters and helping people learn how to do new things. So reach out to somebody that you know and have them teach you. Research how to do it through YouTube or online resources, but take the initiative to learn and to continue learning because the processing of meat is a skill that that you can only always improve on and it will improve your pursuit with every rep that you get. So we live in a world where the vast majority of people have no connection with their food other than a swipe of their card at the grocery store in order to take home some neatly packaged item. So there is no attachment to that food when we do that, especially meat coming from a once living animal. And I think this tends to result in a lack of appreciation for what meat is and how it is actually acquired. So don't get me wrong. I still buy meat from the grocery store and there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. But my point is that we don't need to lose sight of what the animal means and where that meat comes from when it's sitting on the shelf in the grocery store in a bright blue saran wrap package. So have a perspective of appreciation for that animal and the process that it took for that animal to end up in your grocery cart. And I think the one of the best ways to do that is, of course, like I mentioned before, is to process your own meat. Learn how to do it. Invest in the equipment to do it. It may take several years. I just recently got my 
first meat grinder and that thing has been amazing. So in, invest in it and prioritize investing into, into resources that are going to be able to help you out. Okay. So freedom is dynamic and it is prevalent across multiple platforms, spiritually, patriotically, and within hunting and the outdoors and many, many other areas of our life. But the thing about it is it isn't often handed to you. It requires a conscious, intentional pursuit and a deliberate perseverance in order to maintain it. So speaking of the history of America, you know, back in the 1700s, there was a lot of very great men and women who who decided to rise up against another country and to pursue freedom and start their own country. And that wasn't handed to them by any means. They had to work hard for it and they had to persevere. They had to work diligently. They had to do a lot of things that required them to be uncomfortable. And that's, that's really what the pursuit of freedom is. It has to be a deliberate perseverance in order to maintain it. Same thing for hunting. There have been hunting seasons that are a grind and anybody, the majority of hunters, they are going to go through a grind. They're going to go through a process. It takes waking up really early. It takes preparation in advance. It takes practice with your weapon. It takes all these things in order to become skillful enough to be able to actually take down an animal whenever it occurs, whenever you have the opportunity. And then of course the process of practicing how to process the meat from an animal into how to cook it. There's a, none of these things are given to you and they require a diligent, intentional perseverance in order to become better at these skills. Pursuing God and studying your Bible, those things, they require persistence. You know, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of distractions in this world and there's going to be a lot of things that we would much rather do than sit down and actually study and read our Bible. But again, it takes a deliberate perseverance and over time, as we continue to do these intentional things over and over and over, they become habits. And that's where the freedom comes from. One of my uh, favorite guys to listen to, one of his podcasts, uh, Jocko Willink, he always talks about how discipline equals freedom. That's kind of his little saying. Those of you guys that haven't listened to him, definitely check him out. He's a uh, retired Navy SEAL and he's got an awesome podcast as well. But discipline equals freedom is his little saying that he says, and it's true. It's true. Discipline equals freedom. You have to discipline yourself in order to truly experience freedom. You have to, to say no to things and say yes to other things. Say no to the things that you want and yes to things that you know you need, but you don't necessarily want. Okay, so there's a sense of true freedom in that. We have freedom from our sin. We, If we give into our sin, we can be easily entangled in many things that, we, that will affect us negatively. If we give up on the idea and the pursuit of freedom as American citizens, it will quickly, very quickly be taken away from us by overpowering force. And if we choose to rely on grocery stores and we don't learn how to process our own meals and learn how to cook our own meals and we rely on mass produced meat in order to gain our meals, we have given up our freedom to do something as simple as eating. So not to go off on another tangent here, but just a, about a, a month ago, there was kind of a mass hysteria whenever everything was announced as far as the coronavirus quarantine and everything, and meat was hard to come by. I mean, for the everyday person, meat was hard to come by, and there was a lot of people who weren't able to get meat because it just simply wasn't there. It's because they relied on the grocery store to always have meat, and when the grocery store didn't have meat, they didn't have meat. Okay, but... Those of us that are hunters, at least a lot of us who had still had some left over, myself included, and there's many others out there too, we, st we still had some meat. I had 
uh, I don't know, probably about 30 to 40 pounds worth of deer meat left from last season. And we've still got some in there now. And we had that freedom of not having to rely on the grocery store in order to supply us with, with meat. And it was, it was a great sense of freedom in knowing that I don't have to rely on other things. I can become self-reliant in that aspect of my life. That's really what it comes down to. It's being self-reliant and free from other things that, that you have to rely on. So thank you for listening to part two of this God, Freedom, and the Great Outdoors series of the Rise Kill Eat podcast. This is going to end up being a three-part series where I am dissecting exactly what it means to pursue God, Freedom, and the Great Outdoors and why I've chosen this as the slogan for the show. So be sure to join me next week where I will wrap this series up with the episode on the Great Outdoors. Check out last week's episode as well where I discuss God. This week, we discuss freedom. Next week, great outdoors. In case you missed the first episode in the series, go back and listen to it. And if you haven't already, go ahead and push that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the future episodes of the Rice Elite Podcast. I'm really excited about the, the future episodes of this show. Like I said, I have an interview episode coming up here soon with a really incredible guy who I got to got to talk to. And I think you guys are really going to like that episode. So if you like what you heard today, Go ahead and I just ask one thing of you. Go ahead and leave the Rise Kill Eat podcast a rating and a review on the platform that you use to listen to this show. I think last I checked, there was about 90% of listeners listen to the Rise Kill Eat podcast on the Apple podcast platform. Apple podcast really has a very simple rating system. So all you have to do is go in there, push the one through five stars, leave a little review, and that's it. You're done. Probably 30 seconds. Boom. Every positive rating and review of the show helps bump us up in the in the podcast charts and, of course, gets the show in more ears from people all around the country and really all around the world. So that would be greatly appreciated if you guys could do that. So thank you all for listening to today's episode, and be sure to check out next week's episode as I wrap up this three-part series, God, Freedom, and the Great Outdoors. Also tune in this Sunday for our weekly Rise, Kill, Eat devotional. See you guys later.